Welcome to Transition of Style, the podcast that explores the ways in which personal style and identity meet. Transition of Style is sponsored by QueerCut, a global gender-free marketplace and online community that connects LGBT shoppers with queer-friendly brands and products. Welcome back to Transition of Style. I'm your host, Corinne. What's going on? Today I have with me Ainsley Blattel. Ainsley is a non-binary queer wedding planner with Modern Rebel, who's a self-described modern-day Peter Pan. Their current goal is to highlight LGBTQ love stories, create more space for queer folks working in the wedding industry. Ainsley, what's going on? Oh, hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. How oh my are god. You? So Ainsley, your yes. pronouns are they they them. Is That's that correct? correct. Okay, mm-hmm. I want to make sure I got that right off, cool. of, off the bat. Thank I you. am so happy to have you here with me today. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. This to be is here. very exciting. I have questions. Yes. Let me tell you. Let's start with you work for Modern Rebel, mm-hmm. which is a wedding planning uh, company, right? That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to know about them. So now I have heard of Modern Rebel. I want to know, is Modern Rebel specifically focused on queer weddings? Is it just a wedding planning service that um, includes, you know, also you know queer weddings? Tell me a little bit about Modern Rebel, your role there, and how you came in contact with them and started working with them. Totally. So Modern Rebel is a... Radically inclusive and feminist wedding planning company, which means that, you know, we do things a little bit differently. And our focus is actually more than just a wedding, because if you think about it, a wedding is really just one day of your life. Um, A marriage and a partnership, that hopefully is going to be a lifetime. And so what we're really focused on is allowing couples to invest in their partnership in the wedding planning process um, and to be able to not only rewrite the rules of their wedding, but rewrite the rules of what a partnership can be. Wow. And so when when I work with clients in kind of planning a wedding, which we call love parties, because if you think about it, that's what it actually is. Oh my God, you guys call them love parties? We call them love parties. That is brilliant. Right? <laughs> we can, we'll get more into it. But I like, it. Um, we really approach it with no assumptions. Yeah. Like there's no assumption that just because you're a straight cis couple that, you know, the woman's going to be wearing a dress, that you're going to have a parent walk you down the aisle, that there's gonna, even going to be an aisle at all. Like, there's no assumptions because every two people are different. Right. Every person is different. And so the vision that you have for celebrating your love is going to be different from someone else. Right. Even though we all know what a wedding looks like, sure. not about that shit. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So um, I'm curious, since there's so much of this, um, the, there's so much freedom mm-hmm. you know, you're allowing in, in the planning, what do you ask people? You know, what are, I want to know, how would you even go about trying to find out what they want? You know what I mean? Totally. It's like the, it's an open field. They can ask, they can have anything they want. It's so, true. So yeah. what, do, what do you ask them? You know, how do you get that process started? I mean, well, first and foremost, um, we ask for people's pronouns which a lot of other folks are starting to do in the wedding industry, which is great. Not enough of people are doing that. But we always ask for people to share their pronouns with us and to share how they identify. Right. Because not everyone identifies as a bride. Not everyone identifies as a groom. I mean, personally, as a non-binary person, I'm like, neither of those words fits for me. So we really just kind of approach the whole thing by saying, like, what does this look like to you? What do you envision? This is something that some couples like to do. Are you interested in that? This is something I've seen other people do where like, I like to always offer a moment after ceremony for the couple to just kind of take 10 minutes by themselves and be like, holy shit, we got married. Wow. Because think about it. At a wedding, the people getting married are the most popular people at the party. Of course. Everyone wants to hang out with them. And so like to take just 10 minutes to be like, take a seat by yourselves. Here's some of the delicious food you're paying for. Here's a drink. Like... Take a minute and be like, 
yeah, this is about us and our partnership and our love. And like, when you phrase it like, this is something a lot of folks like to do, are you interested in that? That allows people to be like, oh, well, I'd never thought of that. As opposed to being like, and this is what we'll do after ceremony when it's like you're being pigeonholed into something. Right. It's really just being like, here are options. Right. You know, like you've got a menu in front of you. What are you in the mood for? Oh my God, that's such a great way of putting it. You know what yeah. it, it just occurred to me? is like, you hear so many people who have gotten married say, I was at the wedding. I know I was there. There are pictures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a video. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I was mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But they they don't remember anything. Totally, it's because if, like, it looks the same as every single wedding that they've ever been to in their life yeah. for so many people. And like, shout out Martha Stewart for telling us what a wedding looks like. But like, I'm bored of that. Right. And especially as a queer person, like, the way that we exist in society is we have to make up so much of our own narratives because we don't have stories or things to look up to that tell us this is how we can live because the only stories we get are coming out or dying. And like, you know, or there's Jenny's wedding on Netflix, which is like, why? (laughs) What is that? Oh my God, it's the worst movie ever. (laughs) And I watched it. It's about two straight women playing a like lesbian couple. And it's just, oh my God, it's awful. It's awful. They have no chemistry. I'm like, why are you doing this? Why? Why would you just cast queer people? Right. Anyway. Imagine that. Yeah. Like, (laughs) oh, let's not go. We're going to fall down a rabbit hole. But if you think about it, like, If you think about a wedding, there's an image that you have in your mind, and it has a bride and a groom, and there's the father giving the bride away, then there is, like, a first dance, and there's, like, you know, speeches given by the maid of honor, the best man, the father of the bride, and it's, like, all of these things that you know are supposed to happen, you're like, check, 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 that makes a wedding. But if you're a queer couple and you're coming into this and you're like, well, we're not a bride and groom automatically you're like all of those rules thrown out the window because those things don't apply to you anymore. And so then you look at this and there's two parts of it. It's like, one is like, holy shit, we have so much freedom to do what we want. The other part is like, holy shit, we have so much freedom. Where do we start? Right. And it gets really overwhelming. And one of the things that I found that is really the most rewarding about being a queer person, being a non-binary person working in this industry is that when I work with queer couples, they have told me how, great it is to know that the person they're working with that's guiding them through this understands their lived experience and is not going to try to pigeonhole them into those things and um, really understands that there's so much possibility and opportunity and I can share insight based on what I've seen and I can also share insight based on language because also like weddings a ceremony you're making vows like the power of words is really coming into play here very much and you don't want to end that if you're a queer couple with like you may now kiss the bride (laughs) Like, fuck no. Like, no, that is disgusting because that's right. rooted in women as property. And let's like throw that shit out, right? Right, right. So, and you're like, well, what do you say? Yeah. You know, it's like, what are my options? What can we do? How can you introduce a new couple without saying Mr. and Mrs. his last name? Right. And it's all of these things. And it's like, when you have someone who understands that experience and that identity, obviously every queer person has a different lived experience, but like, you get to be more creative together and get to have someone in your corner who understands the challenges of navigating an industry that are based on the binary yeah. of bride and groom. Fantastic. Oh my goodness. So I, I can <laughs> see why you're so good for this work. Yes. So how did you start with Modern Rebel? How did you start working with them? That is a really good question. I moved to New York almost two years ago. Wow. Congratulations. In five days. Two years ago in five awesome. days. Awesome. You have to celebrate. Yes, I do. Yes. I do. And when I moved here, I was like, 
I'd worked in events. I'd done a little dabbling in weddings and I was like, okay, but I want to try like a little bit more corporate stuff. I was like, didn't really know what I was going to do. I moved without a job and I was like, shit happens in New York. I can find a job in the event industry. (laughs) And then I was largely unemployed for six months. That was rough. (laughs) And I remember exactly where I was when I found this job and when I applied to it. I was like networking with all these different events folks and met a lot of folks in the wedding industry and was freelancing and like assisting people. And I saw this posting for Modern Rebel and the thing that caught my eye was like, it was like, fill out this questionnaire. And one of the first questions was, do you identify as a feminist? What does feminism mean to you? Do you believe in marriage equality? We all love weddings, but we all understand that the wedding industry is flawed. What wedding tradition are you sick of? Amazing. And I was like, yes, Amazing. let's do this. Yeah, you must, I, that must have been right uh, there. You must have been like, I need to know. I need this yes, job. I need to be I in this job. I remember saying this to my friend on the me. phone, I was like, yeah, this is, I need this job. I sat at Brookfield Place outside by the Hudson. It was like typing away and I was like, yeah, I got this. They're yeah. going to hire me. Yeah. And then I met with the founder, um, Amy Shack Egan, and talked with her and she was like, yeah, I think you're a good fit. And I literally started just coordinating uh, love parties. Like I started off as a freelancer and within about four, five months maybe, she was like, I want to offer you a part-time position. And then I became the marketing manager as well as coordinating love yeah. parties. Yeah. And that was like early last year in like late 2017, early 2018. And then in August of 2018, last year, I started full time oh as the Incredible. VP of partnerships and branding. Look at you. Also, Amazing. I know. It's a crazy time. Look at how things happen. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I can't I think just... of a better like position for you. Yeah. That seems like so, it, it's, it seems it's so right for you. Yeah. Because I get to work with clients and couples, <clears throat> um, both in coordinating and also in like planning, but I also get to... I run our marketing, our social media, and it means that I also get to use my passion for people, which is part of what I love about, you know, working in in weddings is like, you get to be with people in this really special moment, but I get to take that passion and get to connect and like put on different kinds of events where I'm partnering with people who I think have similar values and an audience who would be really into us, but don't know about us yet. And like talk about stuff that's messed up in the wedding industry or how do we change it? How do we make it more queer inclusive? And like, So it's that's that's incredible. I dream. love the story. I really yeah. love the story. You know, I wonder what do you think would make a a couple go to a company like, like Modern Rebel to have their wedding plan? Like it's a feminist mm-hmm. wedding planning company, mm-hmm. right? What what about a straight cis like couple would what about that would appeal to them? I'm curious. Because I could definitely see why it would appeal yeah. to a queer like totally. queer women and even some queer men, right? Yeah. yeah. But like what about you know, know, it's it's fascinating Incredible. because I think there are a lot of people and like a lot of straight cis women who never saw themselves as a bride, never really got caught up in the fantasy of your wedding day as the best day of your life because you have found a man and he wants you <laughs> and he has chosen you and then you are his. And then after that, you move into motherhood and like your entire like life is just, you know, your sex appeal is gone and you're like hidden away. Be- I, I, I you have know? to tell you, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> sad that we are not on video right now. So you, you guys could have seen the gestures that went along with what things we just said. That gestures. was incredible. <laughs> that was you. pretty incredible. Thank right. You. Right. Like, yeah. You know, like, so now like you, you found a man and now your, yeah. your life, is complete right yeah and it's just there's (laughs) so many people who don't believe that like you know the feminist revolution has hit so many different industries and it's like why hasn't it 
it's like it's mainstream now to the point where like you can go to H&M and they have some little like, you know, yeah. cutesy shirt that's like probably not actually feminist because you have to, you know, put all of your real ideals into the practice of how does that shirt get made? Whatever. I'm not going there. <laughs> fair enough. But that's fair. That's true. You know, it's yeah, like that's fair. If I can buy a shirt that says something about feminism on it, why can't I go into the wedding industry and find someone who's going to, like, listen to someone's thoughts and perspectives and not pigeonhole them as a bride who's obsessed with all the flowers and the detail and this is their best day ever and, like, what's the color palette? Tell me about the napkin folds. <laughs> Fuck napkin folds. I really don't care. Amazing. And it's like, we we appeal to people who are more interested in authentic moments and celebrations of love and partnership over making sure that this day looks Pinterest perfect. Oh, you know, like oh. people are I'm such. Gonna, like, I'm gonna have to get the snaps for that. Oh, thank you. That is so thank right. You. Oh my god, you fantastic! Know? And there's there's a lot of straight women out there who are like, the wedding industry doesn't appeal to me. We have so many people. It's like, whether it's just they never saw themselves as a bride, or like I had a couple last year had been together for ten years. I think they were in their early forties when they like decided to get married because they're like, we've been together long enough. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I have other couples who are already married on like paper legally for whatever reasons. And they're like, yeah, let's just throw a party to celebrate this. Because like we've been together for X number of years. Like we're legally married. Yeah. Fuck it. Why not gather all of our friends together? You know, and so it's that's also part of why we call it a love party, because it doesn't have to be a wedding with the legal like tie ins. Like if you are a polyamorous person and you want to have a party celebrating your relationship with your multiple partners, call me up. Oh, I will God, do that with you fantastic. because like those are love stories that we that's should be exactly celebrating. Right. That's and that's, exactly right. that's the kind of stuff that doesn't get space in the wedding industry. That kind of like radical queerness that goes against what mainstream society tells exactly us. Right. So much of what the representation exists in the wedding industry is like super consumable for yes. straight people. Right. Right. And like, great. Enjoy that. I am not that person. Yes. Um, and so I think that kind of just like going against the grain and being like, nah, do what you want to do. Literally, you do you. Right. Appeals to right. literally everyone. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. I feel like at the base of all of this, it is the sort of concept of how love looks so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Right? And you guys are celebrating that. Yeah. You're saying, we don't care what your love looks like. Yeah. Like, celebrate that love in the way that feels most authentic to you. Yeah, totally. So that's really beautiful. Yeah. It's lovely to know that there's like, there's like a company out there really pushing that. Mm-hmm. So Modern Rebel... You got my vote. I'm down with that. I maybe have to give you a call sometime about yes. that. That's... Oh, I got your back. I got you. <laughs> Don't you worry. I'll be calling you. All right. So listen, I I'm, I love talking about this. this. is amazing. I want to know, though, what do you think is, do you feel like you're seeing change in the wedding industry in terms of queerness? Do you feel like there is change going on there? There's more, you're seeing more queer couples being married, obviously. But like, do you feel like the wedding industry in, in particular is tailoring to them more like where do you see that happening i'm just curious about examples of where you see that happening yeah i mean i think that we're really getting to a point where there's not only visibility but like the stuff that's kind of behind the scenes like i'm thinking recently folks may have seen this circulating on the interwebs and like facebook but there was a like videography company that turned down a queer couple Mm. and the like person who said sorry we don't serve the lgbtq community got put on blast and then the like founders came in and said actually let us let us explain here and they said 
What we meant was we have so much love and support for the LGBTQ community, and we would be happy to work with you for a professional promotional video, something for your website. But unfortunately, due to religious beliefs, we cannot serve you at your wedding. Oh, my God. So what they were saying was, and I put something on uh, Modern Rebels Instagram about this being like, Calling it out and saying, actually, you know what? This isn't this is an acceptance and tolerance. This is homophobia. 100%. And this is discrimination. And it's, it's bullshit. Because what you're saying is you will take our money when it is convenient to yes. you. Yes. And you will actually not celebrate and stand with us in all of our, like, Absolutely. every single aspect Absolutely. of our identity. Absolutely. And I'm not even sure why they thought that phrasing it that way would uh, make that, you know, abundantly clear. They thought they were being so supportive. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and the thing is, like... What I'm seeing now is not only people talking about this and putting it out there, but I'm seeing companies that are really large names in the industry, like The Knot, saying, actually, we are going to terminate our relationship with companies that don't stand with the queer community. Yes. Because yes, that's actually should. what we need. Is we, we need to go to these big publications that are saying, like, here are all the folks who work in the wedding industry, we're your resource, and they need to actually, like, stand by these, you know, values when they say that they support the queer mm-hmm. community. They need to follow through on that. Yes, they do. And that's what I'm starting to see. Small, small increments. Well, that's, I mean, that's but wonderful. That's great to hear. It's amazing. And it's a lot thanks to kind of smaller publications like Equally Wed, who I've had the honor to chat with, um, and folks in, like, Catalyst wedding company like there are folks out there who are doing the work a practical wedding like sharing stories and narratives about queer folks about non-binary people in the wedding industry because we just don't have that same kind of visibility Mm. and Mm. i think that's the biggest change that i'm seeing is kind of less so on like people in who are getting married i think because obviously we still face things like a contract that says fill out the form bride and groom mm-hmm. and you're like mm, yeah but i don't fit that can mm-hmm. you change your language and they're like oh it's fine and you're like no it's not fine this is actually not inclusive please change this <laughs> yeah, thank you okay. um or yeah. it's like only catered to the bride and you're like fuck off right um right. <laughs> but really seeing the like large names in the industry being like no we're gonna stay with the queer community and stop partnering with people who don't excellent excellent yeah. and that's oh my god that's yeah. great great answer by the way thank you because i wanted to know what like what change you were seeing and I mean, I'm glad to hear that that's what's yeah. happening. I mean, that's all in like the this. past week. So, wow. you know, shit hit the fan recently. Really? Like, yeah. So this was an interesting week, huh? Yeah, it was a very interesting week in the wedding industry. Really? And I'm like deep in it. So it's... it's Yeah, right. So you're like, I'm, yeah. I'm like on the forefront of yeah, seeing all this happening. fascinating. Why this week in particular? I don't do you know. Think? So strange. I mean, Valentine's Day happened recently. And like engagement season is typically like Thanksgiving through like valentine's day yeah that's a real season folks <laughs> but really if you want to get engaged anytime do it do it right you don't have to wait that's right um but i think that you know there's a lot of people who are now booking stuff for the 2019 oh, I year see. i see okay. and so stuff is coming to light okay. yeah that's that is awesome i i love that i want to ask you um about your love story your love of the love story my love of the love story. Yeah, tell me about that. Uh, like, what does that look like? I mean, I. I mean, obviously, you're a wedding planner, so that yes. <laughs> your love for love yes. stories is uh, totally is makes kind sense. Of like, yeah. yes, it's pretty important. <laughs> but I, what, what is, what does that mean that you loving love stories? What do you do with them? Like, yeah, tell me about that. I plan a proposal for every single person I've dated, as far back as I can remember. That's amazing. Like, I, it's amazing. I know it's. I have some good ones. Oh, I, I bet. I ones. bet. If you had this much practice, you'd yeah. get some good yes. ones. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think the reason that that came about was because like, I am also very big into like personality tests and I am definitely a gift giver. Yeah. I'm also a type two Enneagram helper. So like, Ooh. I love... What does that mean? 
It means that I like to be of service to others. Oh, and I, I like that. to bring joy. Is that your love language? Yeah. Acts of service. I mean, acts of service and gift giving. It's like, I want to, for me, supporting someone at their love party, the gift that I'm giving there is the opportunity for them to be fully present with their friends and family. Yes. Because I'm taking care of all the logistics. I'm the one that's being like, great, speeches, 10 minutes. This is how you hold a microphone. I'm going to take care of taking out that trash. Amazing. Oh, that candle just tipped over. I got it. You don't even need to worry. You're amazing. Right? Oh, my goodness. Like, thank you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So it's like... To me, the being able to create these experiences for people to experience joy and love and celebrate community, like love stories come in so many different shapes. Mm. And to be able to help someone just like fully like soak that in is amazing. So like of course I work in the wedding industry. Yeah. It makes absolute sense. It does. But I also believe that we have love stories that we don't get to celebrate in the same way that we experience every day. Like, why is it that a romantic partnership is put on a higher ranking than a friendship yes. or a family relationship. Yes, like so true. we have so much love in our lives. And I fully believe that when we experience love like that, that feeling of support and being seen and safe and like celebrated, that is what allows us to go out and like live our best lives and, you know, push the world forward. I, I, I can't agree with you more on that. I, in fact, you know, I really recently, I, you know, I have a life coach and she, mm -hmm. she mentioned the, the concept of support in mm -hmm. our lives. Right. Mm -hmm. And she, she kind of mentioned this to me and it really kind of hit home. And we were talking about how there are these things that we sort of assign to our romantic partners, mm -hmm. right? These mm -hmm. certain tasks, you know, make you feel secure, make you feel loved, make you feel supported, mm -hmm. make you feel, you know, feel as if, you know, they're on your side and they're your biggest fan. And these are not things that have to be necessarily assigned to a romantic mm -hmm. partner. Oh, completely. They could be assigned to friends. They could be assigned to family. There's a lot of ways to sort of distribute these sort of things you need in your life. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's, it looks, I think there's a really healthy sort of part of doing that because it says I can find this kind of support in, in other places. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily have to find it in this one person. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a healthy way to go oh, about completely. it. Do you know what I mean? It just, yeah. it also takes a little um, heat off of your romantic partner who sometimes mm -hmm. feels like there are you yeah. know, partnerships where people feel like that one person has to be everything to yeah. them. Yeah. And that's, it's not a way to survive. I, I don't think. think it is. And I'm currently in a long distance partnership, which yeah. you know. Yes. Um, which yeah. has, you know, its own set of challenges yeah, because sure. like, you know, 3,000 miles and five hours of time difference yes. between us. But yes. before this partnership, I was intentionally single for about two years because I had come out of a relationship I'd been in for three years and I was like, holy shit, I don't know what my wants and needs are. Right. And I feel a little isolated from like friends and community and when the relationship ended and I was like, oh my God, I'm alone, that's terrifying. Yeah, sure. And at that moment I realized, okay, I need to connect with myself, figure out who I am, mm -hmm. what my wants are, what my needs are, what I enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. And I need to find people in my life who, you know, can like, who also meet my needs, who aren't romantic partners. I totally agree And with that. like, so at this point, you know, I have really cultivated a lot of incredible friendships and partnerships with people in the world that like, I feel very fortunate to have a strong community of queer folks and of people who I've met through work and other things. And it's like, I know that I have people in my life that I can turn to when I'm having a rough moment or when I need to talk through something because I can't expect one person, my romantic partner, to hold all of that. It's too, it's too much. It is too much. It's too it, much. It is too much. And and, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I just, 
I think that was actually the end of my thought. <laughs> but I was going to say, as, as I'm listening to you talk, I think that there is, it's so important for us to not go out looking for that romantic partner with this need or mm-hmm. this like this lack of something mm-hmm. and expect to find that person that fills that mm-hmm. need. Mm-hmm. I think that you attract a better partner when you already feel like you've got what you need and you're now looking for somebody to just be a wonderful companion. Totally. Right? And you're yeah. not putting them in this position of yeah. like, oh, I have this lack and I have this need and I mm-hmm. need you to fill it. Mm-hmm. Because that's, I mean, to me, that's when partnerships break down a lot of times. Yeah. You know? Which is not to say you shouldn't be able to lean on your partner because sure. obviously not at like... All. Not at all. You, you know, should be able to. Yeah. For sure. And yeah. one of the challenges that I face is like, um, I'm recovering from being sick and like I had to go grocery shopping and I had to do laundry. Like I had to do laundry <laughs> and I was like, I can't get out of bed. If I had a partner here, the thing that I would lean on them for is, hey, can you go do laundry so I can like stay curled up in bed? Right. And I know that they would have been happy to do that. But like, you know, that kind of, it's like you lean on each other for support in these moments when like you need it or like... I love to talk through things with my partner, but it doesn't mean that I only talk through it with of them. Course. They're not the safekeeper of all of my thoughts and feelings right. and vulnerabilities, right? right? Like right. I feel really empowered when I allow my vulnerabilities to be visible. Yes. And I think that that is incredible. And so I share them with folks. Right. And you should. And yeah. you should. And, and the truth is, is like, let's say, you know, you know, God forbid, like your partnership tomorrow somehow fell apart mm-hmm. like you definitely you still want to be able to have people mm-hmm. that you can be vulnerable with or yeah. that you can rely on or that you can mm-hmm. get support from you mm-hmm. don't you you really yeah. want to make sure that your life consists of that re- yeah. with or without your partner yeah so it's i mean i think that's freaking great yeah awesome i yeah. love it i love it <laughs> all right so mm-hmm. i gotta ask you about mm-hmm. something else so when i first met you yeah you were wearing a shirt I believe you made that shirt. Oh, yes. Right. You, yeah. you made your... I was like, you made this shirt? It was this adorable shirt. Yeah. It was like a floral shirt. It was this really yeah, cute shirt. I love that shirt. And I was just like, you made this shirt? I was just like, what is? what goes into making this shirt? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I would love to be able to make clothing, but I was struck by the fact that you made it. And I have to ask you, what got you into like, making your shirts? Yeah. Well, I've always been a very crafty person. Yeah. Um... And it's like I used to make jewelry. I used to like, I've knit like a couple sweaters in my time. I love to crochet. And my mom taught me how to sew when I was younger because she used to make her own clothes um, growing up in Scotland. And I had wanted to make a button down shirt because when I became a little bit more comfortable and confident in my queerness, I was like, hmm, I really like the way button downs fit. But I don't like the fact that like the styles that women's button downs come in are always like I'm a button down but I'm feminine don't worry like I'm still girly and I'm like oh god no why <laughs> so like, true I don't, it's not it's not my vibe it's not my aesthetic and um since I've started binding my chest and like wearing binders daily all of these shirts also have little darts for your chest yeah. or like yes. they flare too much of the hips and like I got hips but like I'm trying to make a silhouette happen you exactly know exactly right and the other thing is I'm short I'm five foot one and I kind of identify myself as like a chunky person. Like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I got a lot, I got a lot of body going on. And so (laughs) when I find something that fits me, like, especially if I'm thinking about like my hips, by the time it fits my hips, it is going so far down my legs that I'm like cuffing and cuffing and cuffing and cuffing because I'm so short. Yeah. And so the same happens with button downs. It's like if it fits around my body, it like goes down to my knees. Right. And if I try to wear men's clothes, it like the button downs there don't fit over my hips and they're too boxy and the sleeves are too long and I just was getting infuriated and honestly literally crying in the dressing rooms every single time that I would 
try something because yeah. I couldn't find anything that fit my body and made me feel good. Yes. And so I was finally like, you know what? Fuck it. If I can't find it, I'm going to make it. Yes. So literally the first shirt that I made, um, I took apart a button down that I already had because I liked the fit of it. And I was like, this is great. Literally take it apart and remake it. That's what people do, right? Mm -hmm. And that's how you learn these things. So I took it apart and I reached out to kind of the queer community in New York was like, hey, I'm working on sewing my first button down. Does someone have sewing skills that be willing to do like a skills swap with me? And someone responded was like, yeah, I'll help you. And... It was amazing. That's cool. Like, yeah. And I love I that you just, just reached out. We're like, somebody's going to know how to do this. I mean, well, because, you know, I'm a Virgo and I'm a perfectionist. And so I was like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do, do right. it right. But then I was like, I don't know how to do it, so I can't do it right, so I need help. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's, that's a good and, way to go about And it. once I did the first one, after that, I, like, took a class and got a little bit more understanding in terms of, like, how to read a pattern because, like, that's a whole thing. Yes. And started to find more and more people. And there's an incredible community of queer folks who sew. For folks out there, Instagram hashtag so queer slash the so yeah, queer. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, SEW obviously for that's selling. cool. Um, and there's this whole community of folks, yeah, and great. it's like, I then was like, oh yeah, there are people like me out there, and there are people who understand that as queer folks, you know, our aesthetic means a lot. It's often like a signifier and an indicator to other people, and so. I was like, I'm going to make something that feels good for me because especially working in weddings, when I have to show up on a wedding day, like I need to look presentable. I can't be in my like, you know, hoodie and jeans, (laughs) which I love. Right, right. Like I got to look nice, you know? And so being able to make my own button downs was like, this fits my body the way I want it to. And I get to pick the fabric and I can make alterations on it because like I have a men's button down pattern, but it makes too much space in the back. So I was like, I'm out of dart here. Like, that's what I need. And I can just do that. So I, like, pull the fabric in a little bit to make it, like, fit my body nicer. Yeah. When I wear that shirt, I feel invincible. Oh, that's amazing. It's amazing. It's, 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 this, is a, this is the power of what clothing can do. Yeah. But, you know, it, it is clothing that fits you right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the reason why we're talking about this is because I love that you were like, I don't, I cannot find clothing that fits me in the mm-hmm. way I want I want it to fit and also allows me to like really be authentic in my identity. Yeah. And so I have to make that. Yeah. You know, like I I think there's a lot of people out there right now who would love pull apart a a button down and Mm -hmm. figure out how to make it. Mm Mm-hmm. Cheers to you. That's amazing Thank that you. you took that on. Yeah. Because, I mean, I wouldn't know the first thing about making a button down. (laughs) But, I mean, now I'm thinking like, so what does So Queer do? I mean, could you just get on that Instagram and go, hey, I see that you make pants, you know? You make pants. Can I... Hire you to make a pair of pants for me. Some folks do that. I know, like, here's the thing. I'll be honest. My sewing skills are still pretty basic. Like, okay. I can I, I can make a button down, which I've heard is, like, a very hard thing to do. Buttonholes are a goddamn bitch. It does but not I, look easy. Mm, I made some beautiful <laughs> buttonholes, and I was like, yes, <laughs> this is my peak in your life. Button-hole, your buttonhole game has gone up a bit. So good. That's fantastic. Uh, but there are a lot of folks who... Um, are like, you know, willing to either make something for you or willing to like help you tailor something or learn how to tailor it. You know, I think that the queer community, you know, something that we have is like resiliency and support for each other because we don't find it outside of our community a lot of times. Right. And so like when I outreached and was like, Hey, can someone help me? Someone stepped up and was like, yeah, you know, I don't do this professionally, but like, uh, she's been sewing her whole life. Her grandma taught her and she was like, yeah, I, I can help you out. And just that, stepping up like that was amazing so because, great. you know, I was able to learn more from her and she didn't make assumptions about how I wanted it to fit, you mm-hmm. know, and that's such an important thing for someone to be like, 
yeah, like you can, how do you want it to fit? Again, a no assumptions process. How do you want it to fit? How do we make that happen? Right, right, um, and right. so last year, actually at the um, queer fashion show at the Brooklyn Museum. Yes, I, I think um, I saw you guys oh, there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. That was really cool. so good. Well, oh my goodness. There we go. Like, with, mm, mm, there we go good. with the so compliments, good. which I'm not going to stop to see you you go right ahead on those. Oh, I will. I will. Uh, <laughs> but, but what were you guys doing there? Like I saw that so, you, it yeah. like you had a booth or something? Or what We was had a booth and we were taking folks' measurements. Oh, that's so cool. Literally, it was free. People could come up and we did it all from a very consent-based model where it was like, I'm going to touch your arm now. I'm going to touch a small of your back. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. And then moving forward. And literally just, literally just taking people's measurements so that they know what their body proportions are. Yes. So they can take that information to a tailor, to custom suiting, to a custom whatever, like dress, outfit, whatever it is. They know their body and they got their measurements from someone who respected them and wasn't going to be like, oh, look at your bust. If they're like someone who's binding, you know, right, like right. we were very sensitive to these things because we understand this experience and literally like here are your measurements and no shame. Right. There is no shame. Whatever that number it is, it is literally a number. It's all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. It's it's all it is. There's no like, ooh, your body's too big or ooh, your body's too small. It was like, this is your body. Amazing that you have one. Look at what it does for you. It's so amazing. Look That's at what it can do for you. And the, here are the, the numbers. Of empowerment. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. And then you have these numbers to take to other folks to be like, This is this is the sizing that I want. So it will fit my body right. 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 And you'll get that like perfect silhouette that you're looking for. And some folks were like, Ooh, I like it a little bit looser here. So we're like, okay. Will like you know allow you tell you what that number it is yeah Yeah. and it just so many people were so grateful and we were busy the entire time I I mean I know you were because I know plenty of people who just want their measurements yeah they just I mean that's that's a thing that most people don't even have yeah and it's really hard to do it on yourself because you're like trying to you know get around your body and you're like can't get your all the way down to your foot because you're like bending over and then your body's moving so it it was really powerful for folks I think to be able to have that and to have it in a queer safe space and from a consent based model of like of course. this is how I'm going to touch your body is that okay because right. you know also like queer people walk out with a lot of trauma That's and like sure. and you know they, they can be triggered 100% yeah. you're so right about that yeah. I, I love this more than I can even talk about because <laughs> what I think when I when I hear you talk about it it just makes me think wow maybe it made those people think these are just numbers and maybe I can take these numbers somewhere and just get the clothing I need. Yeah. Right? Maybe I yeah. don't have to go into these dressing rooms or yeah. go into these shops where this clothing is not made for me mm-hmm. and try to fit myself into this clothing that was yeah. not made for me. No. And then mm-hmm. walk away feeling like there's something wrong with me. Yeah. Like I'm at a deficit. Yeah. Like, and it is, it is never you. It is not. always the fashion industry. And it's, it which, never is. You know? it never, that's so yeah. true. This yeah. is so empowering. It's, you yeah. know, we talked about this a little off, you know, Mike, it's so great that the queer community is so resourceful because yeah. we find ourselves making the things that we don't see mm-hmm. be made for mm-hmm. us, right? We yeah. step up and we create these things we don't see yeah. be made for us. And yeah. that's, there's so, there's so much power in that. There is. There's so much power in it's that. It's incredible. Oh, I love this. Yeah. Um, hashtag <laughs> so queer. So queer. We better, you know, get on that. So you need to plug that again. Yes, end. yes. But before we do that... Mm-hmm. I want to talk about authenticity. Ooh, yeah. I'm going to ask my authenticity oh, question. Oh, yeah. Okay. So okay. I would love for you to yeah. finish this sentence. Mm-hmm. I feel most authentic when? And I say this all the time. There yeah. are no wrong answers. Authenticity looks and feels like a lot of different things. Just think about something that makes you feel just like yourself and that 
there's, you're not putting on any errors. You don't have to like, you know, adjust for somebody or, or try to make someone happy. What do you do? What do you wear? Who are you with when authenticity feels like it's, you're at home in it, you know? I think I feel most authentic. There's a lot of elements of this, but I think I feel most authentic when I, first and foremost, like am with my queer community Yeah. because I know that I am seen and I know that I am like loved and I know that I'm celebrated. And I've been really big on this word celebrated recently because like, it's not just like, oh, I accept you. I tolerate you. It's like, no, no, no. You have my back 100%. You want to see me thrive. You're going to support me in, in thriving. 100%. And like, you are with me because you know who I am and you value and cherish me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, first and foremost, I feel most authentic when I'm with that queer community because I feel just uplifted and I feel like I'm able to uplift. And I know that like, no one's going to fuck up on my pronouns. That's right. And I know that like, I can show up honestly wearing whatever feels best for me in that moment because my identity fluctuates a little bit. I mean, you know that like I love my jean jacket. It is adorned <laughs> with pins. Yes. I got some more pins recently. So it's exploded a little bit and it's great. It. But like I love that jean jacket. Yeah. I also love wearing shorts and boots that mm-hmm. are like, you know, and you can see my hairy legs so I don't shave my legs. Mm-hmm. And it's like I've had people look at me and then realize I don't shave my legs and then look at me and be like, I don't understand. Are you a woman that doesn't shave? And I'm like, you're wrong on so many counts. Right. We're not even going to think about it. Right. But like, right. I can show up with that. I can show up feeling a little bit maybe more like, I don't know, that kind of modern day Peter Pan of like a little bit of a fuckery of gender with like a little mask, a yes. little bit of femininity, yes. Yes. you know, and like that playfulness. Beautiful. Like, you know, I recently got into painting my fingernails a little bit more, yeah. which I haven't done in like, I think it was close to 10 years. Yeah. Um, and being able to show up and be like, yeah, my fingers are sparkly. Like, what about it? And, and everyone f- just being like, and you feel great and yes. you look great. And, yeah. and you're right. again, and that's what you want to be celebrated. Not yeah. be like, oh, that's, that's cool. You're doing that now. huh? Yeah. It's more like, yes, mm-hmm. sparkle on those nails. Right. And then Do when that. I show up like next week and it's gone, no one's like, oh, what happened? Right. Are you different now? And it's like, no, <laughs> it's we're, so I'm queer. I contain multitudes. It's like, insane. Come on, it's, so, like, it's so yeah. rigid, right? Yeah. It's such a rigidity to and, it. It's like, give me a break. Yeah. It fluctuates. It changes. It does. It does. Like, get on board with that. Yeah, on the daily Like, even. what are you doing? Like, literally, like, why is it so, why does it have to be so rigid? Yeah. Like, why do you care? Like, why, also, why do you care? Why do you care? This is my life. Oh, my God. It's so, I just, I never understood. I just yeah. don't understand it. Yeah. Well, just that's why we have to keep fighting the fight. You gotta wear the nail polish on the days you feel like it. Yeah. Don't wear in the days you don't feel like it. And yeah. You, and let people adjust. Let them figure it out. Yeah. It's like ridiculous, you totally. know. It's like it's annoying though. It can get tiring. I'm sure having to explain or having to, you yeah. know, get them to get on board. It's it's tiring yeah. at times. And even just walking through the world and not knowing how you're perceived. Yeah. You know, like I don't know if if straight and cis folks realize how heavy that is to carry all of the time it is a lot you know i'm queer i'm non-binary and i don't know how other people perceive me and that is scary and i have to constantly judge new interactions and be like okay what's going on here is this safe sure can i like be myself or do i have to like try to win you over and like you know it's just that that is a heavy that is a heavy cross to bear it it really is a heavy cross to bear and I, you know, I think the way that that I've navigated it in my life is that I just 
I got tired of trying to figure it out. From person to person, you know, place to place, being like, oh, like, okay, do I have to adjust here? I'm like, look, yeah. I'm not adjusting. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm too old. I'm <laughs> adjusting. <laughs> I'm going to be the constant. And if you guys want to fluctuate, then just do that dance. Yeah. Like, I just got tired. Yeah. It's exhausting. It's a it lot is. of work. Like, it no one is. should have to walk through their lives like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just tiring. But but I think we all get there at our time. Mm-hmm. And at, at the base level, safety's got to be first. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you're safe first. Mm-hmm. You know, the everything will fall into place, but make sure your mm-hmm. your safety is like, you know, that's not in question anyway, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I love your answer. That was amazing. Oh, thank you. And now it is time to plug. Okay. Do your plug. Okay. So plug all the things. All the things. Yeah. Uh, things. Well, first and foremost... You can follow me personally on Instagram, as I say, for queer content about the wedding industry, vulnerable, visibility, visible vulnerability, like all the places I've cried in public. And now a lot of pictures of me and my long distance uh, partner because, you you know, that's fine. That's fine. Um, I love it. It's fine. Um, You can follow me on Instagram at Lazy Androgyny. Which which, I love. I mean, says so much about my aesthetic. It's like, basically, it's who I am. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to just throw this on. It's fine. It's fine. Um, You can follow along my work with my company. And also, please just like, like my content because I manage our social media. Yeah. And it's how I like base my value these days. It's bad. It's fine. Oh, no. Um, um, How do you find them? How do yeah. you find Modern Rebel? On Instagram at Modern Rebel and Co. That's a C-O at the end. Other than that, what else am I doing in life? I don't know. I think that's kind of it. That's it? Those are my two things. I just feel like there's more going on and we don't even I know. I mean, I feel like I'm going to use my personal Instagram. I'm kind of building that up because I have been having a lot of great conversations like this with folks. Um, so I'm trying to share those on there. Like I've got an auto shuttle piece. Great. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. I'm going to be on the Nancy podcast and their bonus content. I got shimmied out of the main uh, piece. Because, that's amazing. But, you know, yeah, that was like a dream come true. I met uh, Kathy too. And I was like, <laughs> this is fine. Oh, I'm amazing. fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so follow along there. Cause I think that not only do I post great selfies, but, um, that's kind of my place to like, share the cool conversations like this that I'm having oh, yeah. um, where yeah. I'm like ranting about the wedding industry and how we need to bring the like radical queer revolution there because uh, I'm over it. Keep the rant up. Yeah. I just want you to keep ranting. <laughs> I, as long as you're ranting, I'm listening. I Forever love it. And always. I have don't want any, so rant. I don't want you feelings. ever to stop the rant. Please let, <laughs> please let, let the rant continue. Right for life. <laughs> All right. So, guys, <laughs> Ainsley, you're amazing. You're amazing. Thank you so much for being on oh, today. this was fantastic. You are such a pleasure, I have oh. to tell you. Uh, you and your Peter Pan goodness. Oh I gosh. love it. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening today. Ainsley, uh, a dream. Mm. So, guys, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate, comment, all of the things, and uh, we will see you next week for our next episode. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.